Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Come on. You were watching the debates as well as the rest of us were. You know exactly what he said, and you know exactly the way he ridiculed everybody on that stage. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess the difference is this is going to enrage you. I never took him seriously on this. But 30 million or 15 or 10 million, excuse me, 10 million people did. Yeah, and, and they still don't care. That my point, they still don't care. They're going to stick with him no matter what. But this is why Trump is going to get annihilated, because nobody called him out early on about his absurd policies. Yes, they did. For crying out, 15 candidates called him out. Everybody was calling him out. Everybody was calling him an idiot and a, and a, and a charlatan and a phony baloney plastic banana good. Everybody was. Except, unfortunately, the number one place where Republican primary voters get their news. That was Rush Limbaugh getting a lot of people's attention with his attitude towards his listeners, essentially saying to them something that I, as a former talk show host, would never have said to my listeners. Hey, you bunch of dummies. I knew Trump was a liar the whole time. You idiots didn't. And it's all your fault. It was a phenomenal moment for those of us who are fans of talk radio and uh, an enlightening moment in this era of the entertainment conservative politics nexus that we're all seeing. Michael Warren has a terrific piece about it up at theweeklystandard.com. Michael, thanks for joining us for the podcast. Thanks for having me. So what was your reaction to that clip, that that moment where the caller called in, challenged Rush Limbaugh and and et cetera, ensued. I, I was just wondering, when is Rick from California going to run for president? I mean, this is <laughs> uh, it was it was really impressive and, and not because I have any particular, uh, you know, animus toward uh, toward Rush Limbaugh or toward talk radio. In fact, I, you know, I, I grew up listening to Rush Limbaugh and, and, and in many ways uh, he sort of helped uh, uh, shape the way I thought about uh, things, at least certainly early uh, in my in my life. Um but it was it was interesting because uh, you you essentially had first of all I was amazed that that the uh, the, the Limbaugh show call screeners allowed Rick to get in. I right. wonder what he said uh, he was going to talk about. But you, you basically had uh, sort of in and I said this on Twitter a sort of real time disassembling of Rush uh, on this issue, which is uh, what is Trump's uh, position on immigration? Has it shifted? Uh, is it a shift? And why sh- should we have expected this in the first place? And, and, and Rush Limbaugh has done something this uh, past year and a half, two years or so during the rise and the era of Trump, uh, which is pl- kind of play several different roles. He's, right. he's sort of the gatekeeper of conservatism, uh, but he's also sort of the, the objective observer from which uh, his listeners can learn the truth about what's really happening and not through the lens right. of the MSM. But he's also sort of uh, just a, a, an entertaining uh, person who's, who's you shouldn't take any uh, sort of real truth from him. Uh, he's, he's just sort of there to play funny parodies and, and make fun of Democrats. Um, and, and this caller, whether he meant to or not, just sort of disassembled all of that uh, and showed that not not only was Donald Trump being disingenuous uh, or, or either now with his softening immigration position or before when he said we're going to deport them all we're even going to right. keep the families together and get them all out of here because we don't have a country he also was sort of taking apart uh, the the sort of conservative uh, entertainment media complex uh, typified by Rush right. Limbaugh uh, and, and saying uh, you guys 
told us one thing, told your listeners one thing, and now you're saying something different. And and that was what made it in many ways remarkable. It wasn't, you know, an egghead like uh, like those of us at the Weekly Standard inside the Beltway <laughs> doing this, which, you know, we're a suspect right. immediately and, and, and we should be. It was one of Rush Limbaugh's own sure. callers. And uh, one of the things that I pointed out from my days as a talk radio host is that the most informed media consumers, Pew Research checks this every year and every year more informed than NPR listeners, more informed than New York times readers are talk radio listeners or were now that trajectory is changing somewhat. And that's what I thought was interesting is that it wasn't about what about Trump and uh, immigration. It was this guy just flip flop. What are you going to do about, you know, in a normal world? You know, if Hillary Clinton flip flopped, it would be a Rush Limbaugh tirade in a normal world. If Barack Obama flip flopped, it would be a Sean Hannity tirade it would be a hugh hewitt you know, on and on and on tirade and yet here is this guy who is flip-flopping and these people who for years said i'm just here to tell you the truth the liberal media won't tell you are now saying i'm just here to make sure you don't figure out the truth about the republican guy and for a lot of uh hardcore talk radio fans like myself and i was a fan long before i became a host it's really dispiriting i mean that the point of talk radio is the media is having the conversation the media thinks they're allowed to have. We're going to have the conversation you're not allowed to have. It's just the truth. And I think it's safe to say that whatever uh, Rush and Hannity and Michael Savage and uh, the, uh, you know, Mike Gallagher and the gang have been doing, it has not been telling us the unvarnished truth about how they really view Donald Trump. Well, it really just kind of calls into question. It's very similar to the way Donald Trump is. What what. What do uh, these folks actually believe and when are they telling us what they actually believe? Um, And and I guess there's a part of this has to do right with uh, the sort of economics of talk radio. Things are um, it's getting much harder uh, to maintain listeners to Mm -hmm. get the ad rates. You know, uh, Rush Limbaugh and and our own Ethan Epstein has has reported about this. Rush Limbaugh was really, really hurt several years ago Mm -hmm. uh, by the boycott uh, by uh, advertisers uh, over his uh, referring to Sandra Fluck. Uh, the Georgetown law student who was uh, testifying about uh, about getting birth, birth control, control uh, in, in front of Congress uh, uh, called her uh, a slut or something like That's that right. uh, and uh, and was uh, savaged in and sort of the mainstream media and uh, and a lot of advertisers mm-hmm. left and that was a big moment uh, for him and uh, and I think ultimately has has led him to this point um, you know I, I I hate to call into question I don't like to call into question people's motives right. uh, you know and and everybody's in this and there is a business element course, to this, and, and I think I think we should uh, not disparage people for that. But uh, I think if we go back to this audio and, and, and this sort of moment, you almost kind of hear Rush Limbaugh not quite arguing with himself, but almost realizing what he's what he's done, right. which is said one thing at one point and saying another thing. There's mm-hmm. not dissimilar from what John Stewart, the former host of the Daily Show, used to do, which is every time he was called out on a contradiction, right. uh, he, he sort or of he said, didn't well, understand a policy. That's right. He got the policy totally wrong. He would he say, would he say, would say, well, look, I'm just a comedian. You know, I'm just exactly. a guy who makes funny faces. Yeah. This is the rush, the part of the Rush Limbaugh moment, and and I'm not picking on Rush. It's just that Rush created the talk radio industry. And right. He's the pan, but you see it across the uh, many people. Uh, it's the clown nose off, clown nose on trick. Sure, you know well, I, I want to tell you what you should think. Well, wait a minute, what you told me doesn't match, or you've been telling me something totally different from the last six months. Ah, I'm just an entertainer. That's it. And uh, Rush is pulling can, a John Stewart. That's a I, perfect example. Can I say that there's something slightly different though uh, in that? Uh, if you listen to what Rush Limbaugh says in this clip, he says all I'm t- saying is that. 
Trump supporters won't care. So, that, exactly. so the, the distance that he's putting there is as uh, as some kind of observer, you know, mm-hmm. that he's just simply sitting sure. uh, in the back of the room mm-hmm. uh, watching this unfurl and telling mm-hmm. you what's actually right. going to happen. And I think that that is a similar but also a different thing that he's do- doing with respect uh, to uh, to this kind of clown nose uh, on, clown nose off dynamic that, that he has. Ultimately, uh, the, the problem here is that uh, you're, you, we've mixed in many ways uh, entertainment and right. uh, and sort of news gathering or 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 more politics discussion. It's kind of mm-hmm. hard to pull that all sure. apart and figure out as a as a listener, right. particularly as a casual consumer of this mm-hmm. stuff. Of um, uh, what what am, am I really getting the unvarnished truth here? Well, and and sadly, there are fewer and fewer casual talk radio listeners. As talk radio share of listeners fifty and under continues to collapse, right. the median age of listenerships, the median age for many talk stations is sixty. Plus, because younger people just won't listen anymore. And part of the reason why is because from, you know, uh, Barack Obama hates white people to Sandra Fluke is a slut to on and on and on. The, you know, a lot of talk radio conversation has done kind of what some people think Donald Trump has done, which is basically said, I don't care about the 70 percent majority. I'm just going to super serve this minority. Well, now that minority is looking up at Rush and wait a minute. If you told me two years ago that Rush Limbaugh would be promoting the candidacy of a big government New York liberal who's pro-Planned Parenthood and has no position on immigration or flip-flops immigration, you just said, no way, he's not going to back that person. And that's exactly where Rush is now. And I think the callers, some are figure, listeners are figuring that out, and they don't know what to think. It's such a betrayal of the premise, which was always, I'm just going to tell you the truth. Right. Now, and and I, I will say this to sort of uh, uh, zig where you're zagging or, or, or vice versa, um, is to say we, we shouldn't sort of imbue Rush Limbaugh with more influence than he sure. has as well. And, 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 and we shouldn't sort of take away the agency of Republican primary voters Absolutely. who sort of bought uh, the Trump uh, line. Hook, and line who and Rush, is, Rush is right about them. They're sticking with Trump. Yeah, and, and that way he is. Very, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's actually quite perceptive exactly. of his own audience uh, and, and sort of Trump's audience as well. Um, and, and I think that. Um, so, so, so people, Republican primary voters, citizens, mm-hmm. um, bear some responsibility for this, right? For, um, uh, for, for not being mm-hmm. as informed or choosing not to, uh, believe what, what seemed to, to me and to, to a lot of us, uh, uh, as, as plainly obvious, which was that, uh, Donald Trump was not going to follow through on what he, on what right. he was promising. But yeah. Donald Trump's promise was, I promise to bash the crap out of elected Republicans and rush and Hannity and Levin have been bashing the crap out of elected Republicans, making bizarre claims about how they could magically stop Obamacare when you don't have the presidency or 60 votes in the Senate, how they could magically change immigration laws when they don't have 60 votes. Or whatever. And they fed that fantasy. Trump sees that fantasy. And now here they are meeting at the end of the road of integrity, right, and the road is gone, and and, and it's it, it is it's very sad, and it is in, sad. in a lot of ways because uh, because in. It, particularly in the beginning of of their sort of national careers, Russia mm-hmm. in, uh, in particular, um, they they were in many ways doing a great service, Absolutely. which was that which was that uh, uh, the media was uh, so monolithic and and was so sort of uh, one sided, and and there wasn't enough uh, uh, variance in what Absolutely. you were hearing and learning about. Um, and, but in a weird way, the sort of world that Rush Limbaugh helped create, I think, has ultimately helped undo him, which mm-hmm. was um, the expansion of information uh, and the amount of information that can. can 
can can be uh, consumed and seen. Um, I was thinking about this because uh, you saw this on Monday night on Twitter when this Rush Limbaugh uh, clip sort of started to go viral a little bit, at least with conservative political folks, um, which was that uh, it, it was very, uh, very quickly people were able to pull clips from Rush Limbaugh three months ago, exactly. Rush Limbaugh show six months ago, from what mm-hmm. Donald Trump said a year ago, uh, and, and we're able to sort of cobble together a uh, a bunch of opposition research uh, <laughs> about what Rush right. Limbaugh had said. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and this was a very good thing, right, that we have all this information at our fingertips, uh, but it's kind of, it, it, Rush Limbaugh in, in many ways has become uh, what he was sort of set up and what he set himself up to uh, to strike down, which was the kind of monolithic uh, a blinders on approach to uh, the news and information. Uh, and, and now he's um, uh, look, he's making a lot more money than I ever will. But uh, he's, he's being undone, at least uh, uh, intellectually, by all that. According to media reports, his new contract with um, iHeartRadio, which is what Clear Channel became, includes zero salary. He's now working only for percentage. And when you look at the state of radio in general, talk radio in specific, you can see why. Excellent analysis, Michael Warren. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. By the way, you can subscribe to our Weekly Standard Podcast at iTunes.com. Also check out our new products over at PodcastOne.com. There are podcast partners. Great podcast with Eric Felton. The Confab kind of wraps up the uh, magazine every week. And then Bill Crystal's brand new Crystal Clear Podcast, all available at PodcastOne.com and iTunes.com. I'm your host, Michael Graham.